Hi, I'm Matthew Shivalo. Welcome to Money Masterclass Podcast, where we teach you to make, manage, and multiply money. On this podcast, and which may show by video, we are answering some of the questions of our dear members, and we want to make the benefit open to you, other people who can listen to the podcast. Somebody called Priscilla had said we bought a house cash in the UK and the house is registered in my husband's company, which is based overseas. After I listened to pastors teaching around multiplying wealth, I realized that we should use this house to take out equity and invest in another house. I've contacted my lawyer and he suggested that we can have the company registered in the UK and this will enable us to take our out equity. What is your advice on this? Very good question. And matter of fact, I'm already getting ready to do like 50 things on uh, buy to let, but unfortunately we'll only be teaching it at level three because with COVID, there's going to be a lot of challenges with real estate. Uh, people will practically walk away from their house, etc., etc. And it's going to be a great time for those who know how to handle real estate by way of buy to let, but we will only be teaching it at level three. But answering Priscilla's question, I think this is a good question. Matter of fact, what I will counsel her to do is register the same company in the United Kingdom and have a board resolution where the company overseas that holds the value to your house in the UK sends uh, uh, a, 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 takes a resolution to loan the one in the UK money to be able to serve as deposit on another house. And that way you are spreading your equity to own more property. What you do is they will ask for something as high as 20% because it is buy to let. But what will happen is you buy to let, make sure you buy in a place where you can get good, you can get good rent and possibly some amount above the rent. So you only put 20% of the value of the house down. The, the tenants who come in are helping you to pay the mortgage and they're even putting on top. And in a few months time again, you, you, you take some more equity and buy a third one. And the people who are there are helping you to pay rent and paying on top. So you're having profit and you're having your portfolio increasing. So suddenly one house, which has total equity, no debt, is now given birth. Never let money sit down. Always put shoes on money. This is a fantastic opportunity for these people who heard our teaching and saw the idea. Yes, create another company in the UK so that you're actually buying in the name of the company. And uh, that way also you cut down the possibility of the tax you pay you cut down the possibility of the tax you pay. Because if you buy in your name, you will not be able to put some of your expenses on, uh, on the company. But if it is in the name of the company, you put many of your expenses on it. Next question is a little similar. It says, uh, I have leased a property. I have a leased property with 82 years remaining on it. What advice would you give if I wanted to secure use and use the equity for investing. I have been advised that a leasehold tenure less than 80 years reduces the value of the property. Well, 82 is not bad. And I think for the moment, what you could do is set out, take some of the equity and buy the first house. So 
make it such that over the next two years, you are able to pick up two or three more properties, take deposit 15 to 20% on the next house, 15 to 20% on the third house, 15 to 20% on the fourth house, so that you buy uh, to let up to three within the two years remaining before it is 80 and below. But I will really debate, I would really debate if you cannot draw equity on a house that still has 80 years. I still think you can and uh, probably talk to the people who even have the leasehold and see if you can get some more years on it. Next one. Um, on the podcast, another person is asking us, uh, just one minute, one minute. A person says, hi, how about establishing and running a company? How do you establish and run a company? Details on it will be helpful. Well, that would take quite a bit, but we've done a whole teaching on 30 reasons why you should own your own company. Company ownership is very good. What it does is, is, is that it, it gives you something to work for, something which belongs to you, something you can put all of your strength and ability in. If you are in a paid job, which is good in today's world where unemployment is rising, do not resign. However, if you can form your own company, please do so. But you see, in a paid job, uh, ILO, International Labor Organization, have established that all countries should, must not, should not ask you to work more than 40 to 45 hours. But you see, inside you, you still have capacity to do more. So instead of you doing... Uh, and working nine to five, like Donna Summer and, uh, and Dolly Patton sang it, uh, working nine to five, instead of working nine to five, why don't you work 95 so that you do 95 hours? But you see, 95 hours would have to mean it is yours. Form your own company, do it for your children. Part of what you should do is look for a problem to solve. If you don't yet have a problem to solve, at least still first set up the company. When you set up the company, if you don't know precisely what you want to do, you could just give it a name that says uh, uh, Blue River Limited. And when you say Blue River Limited, you can now say general merchantry, uh, merchandise and uh, general business. So you've given it elasticity before you know what you want to do. After you've done that, then make sure that uh, a greater percentage of your equity rests in you, and maybe you can share some of the shares of the business with your family members. Do not give shares to people who you don't know of because that can cause problem in the future. Uh, in the course of our teaching, we'll give more details on how to set up a business. But if you want to really know again why you should have a business, Let's go to the good book, the Bible. It says in Deuteronomy 28 that God will bless the work of your hand, your basket, and your storehouse. Your basket is, I mean, your work, the work of your hand, I consider that to be salary, money that can fit in your hand, money that can fit in your hand, your salary. But SME, small and medium enterprise, is what I consider a basket. Then the day will come when your business hires 30 people, 50 people. You are beginning to go into a storehouse level. 
It is at that level that you begin to create great wealth, great wealth. These are some of the reasons why you should form a company. And one of our, our webinars, we're going to take the time to teach on how to write a proper contract, 10 characteristics of a good contract, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, also, somebody said we have a right to buy a house in London with about 100,000 pounds equity. We are contemplating selling it and moving up to the north to buy about five buy to let. Is it a good idea? My counsel would be <laughs> don't buy five houses at a go. Remember, you have to do it in gradation. You need to first start with one and then the second and the third. And by the way, 100,000 pounds equity spread over five houses is really spreading it thin. You need to learn the ropes. You've never managed a house. Sometimes houses may look good on the outside and you've never managed tenants before. Uh, and uh, you've got to learn how to make sure things work well. For example, um, uh, the first house you buy, suppose you have tenants who, are, who have dogs, what would you do? Aha, you've never thought about that. A tenant with dogs, certainly the dog will scratch your carpet. You will have to replace the carpet. A tenant with pets, suppose the dog spills and has four puppies. Whoa, now the house is full of dogs, five dogs or six dogs. These are some of the things we want to teach when we teach uh, buy to let, how to go about it step by step and how to do it right. Uh, the other thing we want to say is, so you, instead of you taking 100,000 equity out all at once, take the one for the first house, manage that for six months. It gives you the joy of ownership of a new house. Buy a second one after another six months. Now you have two houses. It gives you the joy of owning two houses and you begin to learn the ropes. You see the challenges, the challenges of managing people. Maybe you even have an agent who helps you to watch over it uh, because in the initial days, until you have more than five, do not resign from a job and be a full-time manager of your own properties because if you are, it will exhaust your profit. And then number three, another six months or thereabout, you bought the third house. Everybody to let ensure that it is in a place that you can get a good rent and some amount on top of the rent. That way you can say you are profitable and you are doing well. Always aim to be profitable from day one. There are several things we'll share uh, when we're teaching buy to let. But some people just see a house available for sale. They do not consider several things before they go and buy it. Because it is cheap, don't mean you should buy. If a cheap could be an indication of problem or the people knowing that they have issues and they want somebody to come and pick up their issues. So do not buy a house with issues, buy a house with potentials, a house that will give you all the opportunities you want. Now, somebody has the question, how do I write a strong marketing plan for a health care company? Instead of me answering you how to uh, write a good marketing plan for a healthcare company, I would rather look at a marketing plan. So here you are, 
you have a product you want to sell, you must first of all look at the industry structure. How does this industry run? If it's the healthcare industry, then you know that number one, it's going to be one of the seven that will be heavily prosperous and productive in this season. Uh, uh, in this season of post-COVID. So it's a good industry. But you need to know the structure. How does it work? How does, for example, the supplement industry work? Do some people sell it sales or return? Do some people do a pyramid scheme? Do some people just go buy and sell? Can they give you the right to be their representative in a particular nation or area? For example, a young man was given uh, the opportunity to represent his whole nation uh, when he approached a healthcare company who have supplements. Unfortunately, he couldn't do much with it because he had, was trapped with uh, financial challenges and uh, the capacity to distribute properly the product of the company. Number two, you need to conduct a market research. Listen. Uh, one of the things I'm going to teach when we do the buy to let thing is, <laughs> and I'm saying it to you, uh, who is uh, also looking at marketing plan, do not uh, start a business from your heart, start from your head, research with your head, not with your heart, don't buy a house because the kitchen is nice. If you're a woman, don't go to the kitchen first. Oh, I like the kitchen. It's the kind of kitchen I like. Mm -mm -mm. Is it going to be profitable for you and will it be attractive to your customers? Many people end up not being cerebral with their approach to business. And so they have issues. Number three, define your market and customer profiles. Who are you trying to reach? How would you reach them well? How will you know you are making impact? Number four, conduct a SWOT analysis. What are the S for strength, W for weakness, O for opportunities, and T, what is the threat? If you want to do health, industry, what is the policy? Are there competition near you? Number five, study the competition. Know their strength and weakness and know how to approach. Number six, set your goal and objectives. This is what this company is out to achieve. Number seven, outline your marketing strategies. This is what we're going to do. This is how we are going to sell. This is our strategy for it. Number eight, set your marketing budget. You need to realize in the beginning of a company, you may need up to 20% of your company's income to really pump and let the world know about your business. It's been me sharing with you, making marketing, managing money.